So good evening, everybody. It's uh, Tamsin in Malawi, and this week I'm talking with one of our graduates, Elizabeth Gondwe. Now, because it's Saturday night, you might be able to hear some background noise of some people having a really good time in Blantyre. <laughs> Somebody's having a party somewhere. Um, so yes, as I say, you might hear some background noise, but otherwise it's just me and Elizabeth having, having a bit of a chat. Now, Elizabeth is based in Mizuzu, which is in northern Malawi, and which is where we have some students um, at Mizuni um, and Ekwendene College of Health Sciences and also St John of God College. So um, I managed to catch up with Elizabeth when I was last in, in Mizuzu in October time during our graduate dinner um, and she's very kindly agreed to join us for this week's episode of um, the Malawi Matters podcast. So thank you so much Elizabeth for joining us and um, we're very grateful to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. Now, um, I thought, as I was mentioning before, that you have a really interesting story and your journey through university has also um, not been an easy one. And I think it would be interesting for some people who are interested in Malawi and universities and medical training to sort of learn a bit more about it through your journey. So um, could you tell us a little bit about your background like before you started at, at university where were you living what was your family circumstances and how did you get to university okay thank you very much Tamsin uh, I'm Elizabeth Gondwe uh, I come from a polygamous family my dad had three wives so we were 17 in total so out of the 17 I'm from the third wife and I'm her fourth child. Uh, so from my family, mostly there's no one who has attained a university education. So I grew up in a village uh, in Rumpi, Malawi. And most of my time, most of my childhood life, uh, we lived in a poor family, uh, such that we could live some days without eating. Uh, so this encouraged me to work hard in school. So I remember my dad, he usually used to tell me that one day you'll be a doctor. Uh, may he so continue resting in peace, said that he passed on in 2010. So during my primary school, I was very intelligent <laughs> to say so. <laughs> and had a brief. I was know that you're intelligent. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I was selected to go to Rumpi Secondary School, where I did my initial secondary school from Form 1 up to Form 4, but I didn't pass well. And during those days, uh, my mom used to do some piecework so that she could find school fees for me. Uh, and it was sad that I wasn't, uh, I didn't make, uh, make it to university at that time. So... I've been staying with a lot of people who have been supporting me. And it was in 2012 when I thought of going back to school. So I, I used to do some piecework and asking for some assistance from people and had enough money for me to start uh, a night secondary school. This is uh, a secondary school whereby you go uh, during the evening hours. So we could go to school around 2 p.m. and knock off around 5. So I studied my Form 3 and wrote my Form 4 exams in 2012. Uh, and in 2012 is when I got nine points and I was selected to go to a College of Medicine. And by that time, when, when I joined College of Medicine, 
uh, school fees wasn't much. It was around 55,000. And that money seemed little to other people. But to me, it was a lot because uh, I had no one to support me. Uh, I'm not comfortable to say about my age, but I was old enough to stand on my own. So a lot of people in the village thought that I was capable of taking care of myself. So I was all by myself, uh, searching for some money to sustain my, my stay at school. Um, uh, by the grace of God is when uh, I heard about uh, medic to medic while in my pre-med. So I applied uh, for a scholarship of which I was selected to have an interview with uh, the medic to medic people. And I was lucky that I was picked uh, and I was granted scholarship from medic to medic. Uh, that is brief of my journey up to college. Awesome. So, yes. Yeah, that's amazing. That's you've you've kind of covered everything. But I'd love to ask you a bit more about um, different different parts, if that's okay. Um, so you mentioned you're from a polygamous family. So you were yeah. you, your mum was the third wife, and you were the fourth born. Um, yeah. Was it was it seventeen siblings that you have, or is it um, like from a, different um, mothers? We all like seventeen. Wow. So we we stayed like one big family with the three ma mothers and us the children all together. Yeah. Wow, that's a huge family. So it must have been um, sounds like a, a kind of wonderful sort of community of siblings growing up, but it must have been quite challenging in in different ways. You mentioned about like not having food some days. Um, was that? Am I remembering correctly? Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, okay. And and what are your siblings doing doing now? You also mentioned that you were the only one who went far with, with college. Where where are your where are your siblings based? So uh, we lost three of them. Uh, my eldest siblings uh, they got married, all of them, and the younger ones from me, one, one is the one who is a nurse currently, he's working at Zumba Central Hospital. The rest of them are still in the village. Some are not yet married, but they're just in the village staying. Okay. And is, is polygamy quite common in, in the northern region of Malawi? No, it's not quite common. Uh, so uh, my first mom, which is the first wife to my father, was uh, a South African. So my father got married in South Africa. So after staying there for some time, he came home in Malawi and married my aunt, who was the second wife. Uh, and uh, after some time is when he married my mom, but it's not common. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, and then you, you said you, you actually repeated some of your secondary school. You went back to, to do even better in your exams. Um, yeah and you managed to pay for that yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been a big, big challenge for you. How, how much were your fees at that time? So during my, the, the time I was repeating my secondary school, my school fees were, was around 9,000, 10,000. Okay. So uh, the time I, I decided to go back to school, I had uh, like saved some money from the peace works and from the, from the well wishers. So I had some money to cut off for my secondary school. That is from three and from four. 
yeah so it was it was like nine thousand per term so like in a, yeah. in a year it was like twenty seven thousand sort of a year yeah yeah okay so were you you were still doing peaceworks like during during the day and then going to school in the afternoon yes that's what I used to do yeah wow that is very that's very dedicated you clearly had your goals in sight and were very focused on what you wanted to do um yeah it must have been very very challenging um and then so you you found your way to college of medicine is being a doctor something that you always wanted to do you said that your your dad had said that you're going to be a doctor um is that something that um you had the idea of or, or did your dad put that idea in your in your mind as a child uh, I've been growing with this idea of becoming a doctor one day so that's why when I didn't do better in my initial secondary school years I decided to go back to school even after staying like for some years at home so that's that's that was the force which was pushing me to sin. so it was my dream ever since I was young yeah, that's wonderful. And and so now, when what year did you graduate again? I've forgotten. With the COVID holidays, I'm all confused when everyone's graduated. When what year was it? Uh, it, it was in 2021. We finished in 2020. We graduated in 2021. Okay. And are you still doing your internship now? Yes, I'm doing my internship. We'll be yeah. finishing on the 7th of July, uh, of August, I think. Oh, wonderful. I have five months remaining. Oh, okay. Well, counting down now. That's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what department are you in at the moment? Currently, I'm doing surgery, especially orthopedics. Okay. And how's, yeah. how's the internship been going? Because we, we do hear lots of stories from, from you guys as you go through your internship, and it sounds pretty... Um, challenging with the kind of patient load and the responsibility that you have as interns how how are you finding things uh, <laughs> I think it's 50 50 somehow it's good somehow it's depressing okay yeah the good part is that uh, as I am here doing my internship I have a responsibility of which I, I should I should take uh, like taking care of the patients and sometimes I'm found that I'm alone in the world and I should take up responsibility of the whole world so it gives me like a broader thinking capacity as mm. to how I should take care of my patients and sometimes it's challenging because you meet some conditions which are beyond you but the good part is that we have consultants so they are always reachable here at Muzo Central Hospital so you can easily reach out to them and consult about a particular case yeah and somehow it's frustrating because you kind of are uh, overwork <laughs> you have a lot of work to do yeah. and you don't have a social life for yourself yeah. <laughs> yes i can relate to that um, um yes that's but they do work you incredibly hard because aren't you doing like your on calls are like 24 hours and you do like one in three on calls is yeah that right like that's pretty heavy going you guys do yeah. work extremely hard um mm -hmm. what has been your favorite department so far during your internship uh, so far, uh, I think pediatrics is mm -hmm. my best. Was my best department. Okay. Uh, Seven by Okay. <laughs> and 
do you know what you want to want to do after your internship what what's your plan after you finish uh i'm still deciding but uh between the two i'll okay. take one okay yeah. okay well that's wonderful yeah. so women or children either either or <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> very deserving areas um that's yeah. fantastic so is it what do you what are you going to be finishing with on your internship do you have is it surgery until the end or do you have the switching again no uh the surgery now we're doing senior rotation so we only do it for two months then i'll go back to ops and again i'm remaining with two months as well there because i already do uh i, I did my junior rotation so now we're doing senior rotations only so I have two months in surgery, two months in ops and gain, and the other month is for our management, whereby we'll go to the district hospital, which is in Zimba North DHO, to learn some management um, techniques. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay, I didn't realize they included that in the internship as well, the management. That seems that seems very appropriate given the level of responsibility that you you all have. Um, yeah. So that's great. Yeah. So I guess, um, how has um, like being a, doc a doctor impacted your family now that you've been employed? Like, what's the impact been? Uh, like, seriously, it has changed my family because initially we used to live in a thatched house, uh, but I managed to save some money and built my mom a proper house. And... Uh, I'm managing at least to provide for my mom, I like the basics, yeah. And I have some uh, nephews and nieces from my brothers who are just staying and I'm still thinking of taking them up so that they should go back to school. Yeah, oh, amazing. So how, how many people um, is your salary managing to support? Uh, about five plus. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well done. That's um. That's so wonderful that you managed to to build your mama house. She she must be so happy and so proud of you as well for for coming all this way and doing so well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What was um? So before medic to medic took you on as a as a student at college. What were some of your challenges that you you had at university? Uh, I had a lot of challenges, um, especially when uh, it was time to pay school fees and register. I was always the last person because I had to negotiate with the management for me to be registered temporarily as I was uh, looking for school fees. So when medic to medic came in, all that worry was gone. And also uh, medic to medic gave me a laptop and if I remember correctly, I stayed my pre-med in my first year without a laptop. And the first laptop for me to have was from medic to medic. So it really helped me. And some uh, pocket money, uh, which was given to us uh, by medic to medic, also helped in catering for my small basic needs uh, at, at school. For example, we were given uh, some upkeep allowance by the government to buy uh, foods and pay for rentals, uh, but that money wasn't enough. So I could use some of the money which was given uh, to me by medic to medic uh, to, to cater for that as well. So 
uh, I should admit, I never slept on an empty stomach ever oh, since <laughs> medic, medic took me in. But oh. before that, I could only sleep uh, on tea and bread, like not as they wish, but because yeah. that was what my money could afford. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm glad that you didn't sleep on an empty stomach when after medic to medic started supporting you. That's definitely nice to hear. But um, yes, I, I don't think people realize just how, um, how, like just the basic needs for students at college, like if, if you don't have um, money, like the things that you do to make things stretch are skip meals and, and like just have bread, just have tea um, all, all the time. And it's, it's quite confronting, I think, for people to realize that, um, that students who, who are studying to be health workers, like who, who need good brain food so that they can be learning, yeah. Um, yeah. they just don't have those, those basic things. So that's, um, you demonstrated that really well. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you wanna tell us about your, your background or your story, your journey so far? So far, I just want to say thank you, medic to medic, because to be honest, you are the huge part of my journey and you've impacted on me so much in a positive way. I'm here because of you today. Uh, and all I ask is that uh, God should be blessing you continuously and you should be doing this to others who I need like I was at that time. And to the uh, beneficiaries, to us, the graduates, uh, let's support this program because it's ours and we should uh, stop depending much on donor funds. Let's be proactive in contributing towards the initiative because it's for our own good. And the doctors which are trained by medic to medic, most of them are still here in Malawi and they're still helping the Malawian population. So we should take up the responsibility as well and work hand in hand with medic to medic. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful, Elizabeth. That's um, such a great way to, to end this episode of just some good advocacy. That's, that's really lovely. Um, yeah, we have, we have lots of plans to get everybody involved um, as graduates in kind of our Malawi operations. So um, one day I'm hoping there'll be an office, we'll have an office in Lilongwe and then in Mizuzu as well, and we can be coordinating different projects in all those regions. So, so watch this space. We'll be coming up to Mizuzu soon, hopefully, and then we can get everybody. Really good. Yeah, we'll be, we'll, it will be great. So many plans. <laughs> we just need um, yeah. we need a bit more funding before we can kind of move forward with them. But it all takes time. So we, we will get there. It, will, it will, might, might just not be in 2022. <laughs> we'll, but watch this space. You never know. <laughs> all right thank you so much for chatting with us today and um and we'll we'll be in touch soon all right thank you very much Tamsin. thank you <laughs>